now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. On Twitter, it is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report, Instagram, you know, all that fun stuff, YouTube.com slash your tech report, all that fun stuff, Mitchell. Uh, Mark, you, you know, I, I tend to always get a little excited before interviews that I, I have sort of an attachment to. And one, one of the things we talk about when it comes to technology is how technology advances other things around us, not just the products, not just it's our it's a lifestyle thing. And one thing that technology has brought us is advancement in communication, being able to connect to other people. And that in itself has led to advancements in other areas. And that's why I'm excited. I don't want to give it away, but that's why I'm excited about our next, next interview. Well, so let's bring on our guest, which is Andrew Mock, the CMO of a company called Turo. Andrew, welcome to your tech report. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Andrew, we've given away nothing so far, so we're, 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 we're letting you take the veil off and tell our listeners, what is Turo? All right, well, uh, Turo, so that's spelled T-U-R-O, it's a uh, peer-to-peer car sharing platform. So what the heck does that mean? Well, with our app and our website, uh, we connect travelers who are looking to book a car for their trip with local car owners who rent out their car, earn some extra cash, and ultimately offset the very high cost of owning a car. So I guess people would probably describe you guys as the Airbnb of cars, right? Yeah, yep, that's a, that's a pretty good way to, to summarize it. I'm, I'm not sure if you were happy with people describing you as that or not, but I think it's a good, it's a good quick way to give people the idea of yeah. how things work. You know, you know, one day we, we hope people will be calling Airbnb the Turo for home. So It'll happen. It'll That's happen. Really, we're, starting, we're starting that now as of this moment. Uh, Andrew, tell, tell us where this idea started from. Yeah, so, you know, as, as legend has it, um, you know, the, the company was founded back in 2009 by our founder, Shelby Clark. And the way he tells the story, it was, uh, you know, it was a dark and stormy night in Boston. He was riding his bike through the snow in the thick of the winter. Uh, to the nearest car rental location, when he kind of looked around at all the cars parked in the street, one kind of packed tightly next to the other, and he kind of just asked himself, why can't I just borrow one of these? Um, and so that's how, that's how Turo was founded. It was previously known as Relay Rides. And, you know, the, the whole concept behind it is, you know, th- let's take a look at some of the stats in just the United States where the company was founded. Uh, there are 270 million registered passenger vehicles. There's only 210 million licensed drivers. There's more cars out there than there are drivers. And globally, there are 1 billion cars. Um, you know, that number is going to reach 2 billion in the next couple decades. So the average car is sitting idle 95% of the time. It's just a massive waste of valuable resources. Uh, you know, so the reason we're excited about Turo is that it's reinventing your relationship with cars. You know, when you share your car on Turo, which for most people is their number one or number two most expensive asset, it goes from kind of depreciating cost center to, to an investment asset that can earn you some extra money. You know, I also like the ecological aspect of it, Andrew, because people always talk about cities that are overcrowded as it is. So many cars on the road. We're, we're both based, you and I are both, Marcus in Montreal, of course, we're both based in Los Angeles, though. And we know what it's like being on the road every day. So a service like Turo, a company like I mean, it really is helping on the ecological side, not have those extra rental cars, not have those extra cards on the road when not necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a big part of, uh, of our mission is, uh, you know, putting the world one billion cars to better use. Um, you know, like I said, the average car is idle 23 point something hours of the day. And it's just a, a massive waste of resources. So the better utilization that we can get out of it, I think the more we can, you know, reduce that waste and, you know, help, help the environment along the way as well. 
So talk to me about the process here. So I have a uh, 2018 uh, Volkswagen Tiguan. It sits in the parking lot here at the office uh, most of the day. How do I go ahead and list my car? Is there a predefined rate or do I set that, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's a pretty, um, you know, it's a pretty seamless process. Um, we have uh, requirements around how old the car has to be, the mileage limit, um, you know, that has to be well-maintained and, you know, make sure that it kind of meets our, our trust and safety standards. But if it can clear all of those requirements, you basically just go to our app, which you can download on the App Store, on Apple, or on Google Android, or you can go to our website, Turo.com, and you just kind of click the List Your Car button, and you go through the process. Uh, from there, you know, it probably takes about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to, to complete that listing process. Um, your car is out there, you know, live in the, in the wild, and, uh, you know, you get requests and bookings, and it's, you know, you know, I've rented out my car before, and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty nerve-wracking, that first transaction. Uh, you know, when a stranger shows up at your house, and, you know, you're, you're kind of giving away the keys to them, it's, it's it, you know, to be, to be frank, it's kind of an awkward experience, but... It's pretty amazing. You know, I, I've, I've rented out my car uh, many times now, and, uh, you know, the car, knock on wood, has always come back in, in great shape, and, and I'm getting some extra cash to, uh, to offset, you know, my payment, so it's fantastic. Well, I, I was just going to bring up that fact that it's really a great way for people to, you know, everyone has a budget for their car, or, unless you're lucky enough to not care about the budget for your car. Most of us do have a budget for buying or leasing a car, and this can really allow people that, let's say, they have three, $400 a month, maybe now that they're doing, you know, they're working with Tura, working with you guys, they can actually double or triple the budget of the car, and they can have a much nicer car than they would normally have thanks to the money that they're making and offsetting that cost, like you're saying. Yes, Absolutely. So, you know, when we look at, at some of the numbers of, uh, of Turo owners who are using our platform, we found that, you know, for 2017 models, their average monthly loan payment is about $504. And the average monthly Turo earnings of, of hosts who are renting out 2017 model cars is 625 bucks. So they're making enough to offset the cost of their monthly loan payment, plus maybe a little bit more to pay for parking, to pay for gas, to pay for maintenance, things of that nature. So... It's definitely changing how people think about the economics of car ownership. And okay, you know, to, so, yeah. to speak to your, your second point, you know, there's this phenomenon that we, we kind of call car up. Um, and it's this idea of, hey, you know, maybe you're, um, you know, a young person living in, in a city. You could normally only afford a Honda Civic. But with Turo, um, maybe you can afford a Tesla Model S. Or maybe you can afford a BMW 3 Series. You know, you can, you can afford a little bit of a nicer car if you share it on Turo for, you know, just a few days a month. So it's, it's, it's really changing how people uh, can access kind of more premium luxury cars as well. No, it's a genius idea, and Mark and I are both. We're just smiling. We think this is fantastic. But now I'm going to be, I'm going to be the average consumer that might be listening to the show, and thinking what I think some people might think and ask this question, which is, okay, I remember when I was young, renting cars when I was young and in college, and we rent a car to go somewhere, and the guys in the car would say, "Ah, oh, don't worry, man, it's a rental," and that that just resonates in my head. So for the people that are actually going to be, you know joining up with Turo and giving their cars and with the service and get, giving people their cars, what is in there to protect the people that are actually giving their cars uh, to other people? How, what is there to protect the drivers and the owners of the cars? What's in place? Yes, absolutely. So this is, of course, the number one thing uh, the team focused on as, as we were founding the business and we've continued to invest in because, you know, like you said, it's the number one thing people think about when they think about you know, sharing their car with strangers. Um, so, you know, the, there's a lot of things that go into it. The main thing is we tell hosts, you're covered. 
You know, each trip is backed by $1 million U.S. dollars in liability insurance. That's Canadian, uh, and in Canadian, actually, $2 million. And in the U.S., we've partnered with uh, Liberty Mutual as our insurer. In Canada, we've partnered with Intact. And in Germany, we've partnered with Allianz. So these are all kind of top-tier insurance companies that we're working with. Um, in addition to that, uh, you know, we screen each traveler. Um, you know, we look at uh, their uh, kind of their background information. We make sure they, they are who they say they are. So you can be confident when you kind of when you hand over your keys. But if anything were to happen, you've got that $1 million in liability insurance. And we also uh, provide uh, physical damage insurance for anything that happens to your car as well. So um, that's, that's a huge part of, of what we offer is guaranteeing kind of safety for, for our hosts. And that's automatic? That's included in whatever price you're quoted, I guess, online? Yeah, so the one million liability insurance is, is across the board. Um, there's actually uh, uh, three insurance packages that the car owner can choose, which basically uh, changes what the deductible can be on the physical damage. Um, so there's kind of uh, there's a decline, basic, and premium. Uh, and so depending on what you choose, you, you have a different deductible. So now, you know, in a traditional renting car world, you know, I land at an airport and I walk across into the terminal. I go to the car rental company of my choice and I, I get into the vehicles or I have to meet someone at a counter and I, my credit card sometimes covers damage, et cetera, et cetera. How does this differ in that case? Because I, I'm looking at the website now and I'm noticing that some include free delivery. There's a valet lot in LAX. How does that mm-hmm. process work? Yeah, so um, typically... Um if it's an airport transaction, um, at LAX and SFO, we have you know physical locations that are off the airport that can help facilitate the transaction. Um, but the vast majority of time, you know, at all the other airports, um, what happens is the host actually delivers the car to you, or potentially picks you up and takes you to kind of short-term parking or some other area, um, and does kind of the the walk around of the car and the key exchange. So you know, we don't actually try to enforce exactly what the experience will be. Um, every airport is different. Every host is different. Every car is different. And so we kind of allow them to stipulate within their car listing and within their description how the transaction is going to go. Um, you know, many transactions are also taking place at the at the homes or at the parking garages where the, the cars are parked. Um, so, for example, if you live in Toronto or you live in San Francisco, you're not going to go all the way to the airport to rent a car. You, you want to rent a car that's right around the block. And that's kind of the additional convenience of what we offer is Instead of having to, you know, go all the way to this brick and mortar location, you can get a car that's right around the corner, and it's very seamless and it's very easy. Um, and so, you know, so that's so that's how how it's work, how it works. If you just joined us, we are talking with Andrew Mock. He is the CMO of Turo, a, a fantastic service. And yes, I do like the idea that eventually Airbnb will be, you know, you, you they will become the, the Turo. <laughs> Not of, eventually, of home, Mitchell. Of they rentals. are. They are the air. <laughs> they, they are. are that's the, what we're going to say. Yes, exactly. We're starting it. We're starting it today. I love it. We, we started right here on your Tech Report Radio. You heard it for the first time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about something that I think is often ignored uh, with, with a company like yours and a service like yours, which is the user interface, the actual software uh, being able to go. And, I, and I'm telling you, the reason we're going to this is because as we're talking, as you know, we do the show, you know, I'm in L.A., Mark is in Montreal. He sent me a link, and immediately he sent me a link from Turo.com showing the Tesla that he wants to rent while he's in Los Angeles visiting me. Amazing. and he. Amazing. he did this and he did this in about 10 seconds while you were talking he did he, so obviously the user interface is really good and the UI is such an important element of this because and again if the smartphone weren't as prevalent as it is today these these things all enhance the ability to use a service like this so you guys put a lot of time and thought into the app and into the web interface as well yes 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, we pride ourselves in being kind of a, a technology-enabled, a tech-first company. Um, so, you know, if you look at kind of the overall landscape of the options where you can go to rent cars, obviously, Turo today is still very small. You know, the biggest players are Enterprise, Hertz, Avis, et cetera. Um, you know, they get a lot more traffic to their website. You know, they generate a lot more money than us today. But if you look at uh, the App Store rankings, we actually rank higher than all of them. Um, and it's because we've really focused on creating this best-in-class app experience. You know, we want it to be really, really seamless to book and ultimately get a car from Turo and provide a user experience that's just, you know, delightful, um, you know, on demand and just, you know, very kind of uh, user friendly from, from end to end. Andrew, is the uh, payment process and all that is handled all electronically through the app? Yes, exactly. So no, no cash exchanges hands. Uh, we do all the payment processing uh, on the app or on the website. And we also, um, you know, wire uh, earnings to the host as well. So, so they get paid, you know, very, very shortly after the, the rental ends. Now, are you finding that anybody is taking it upon themselves to turn this into a, a self-made business where they're buying vehicles specifically for the purpose of renting with Turo? You know, it's actually a very common occurrence, especially here in Los Angeles. Um, so we, we have this phenomenon. We call them power hosts. It's, it's analogous to... Um, you know, if, if you ever used eBay uh, back in the day or, or even still today, they have a lot of power sellers. Yeah. These are people who generate millions and millions of dollars, basically created business, businesses on the, on the backs of eBay. You know, we have a similar phenomenon that we call power hosts. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about these hosts is you would think they're kind of existing mom and pop independent car rental shops who are listing on our marketplace. But for the most part, these are folks who started with one car, two cars, three cars. Uh, and they just kept adding them over time. Um, one, of, one of our best power hosts here in Los Angeles, he started with two cars. He added his brother's car. He added his mom's car. Uh, and today, and he's got over 90 cars on the platform. Oh, wow. Uh, so it, it's oh, pretty wow. remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And, and I think it just shows kind of the value of the platform of, of what we're building. You know, if you can build this kind of robust and trusted ecosystem and marketplace, um, you know, you're really empowering individuals to become their own entrepreneurs. Um, and find ways to, you know, kind of uh, create their own, uh, you know, extra income stream. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. And one of the impressive things, and for people that have not used this app or, or services like it, is that it relies so heavily on the ratings of people who, you know, are renting to people and people who have rented. So when you look for a vehicle, you know right away what the experience is going to be like, very much like uh, Uber, for example, or very much like that Airbnb thing that, that, that are copying you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, the uh, the rating system, you know, we put a lot of thought into it, and uh, it seems like it's very simple, right? It's just a five-star system, but there's actually a lot of science that goes into it. Yeah. So, for example, there's ratings on both sides. So the host rates the guest, and the guest rates the host. Um, you know, you have to be worried about kind of people scratching each other's back, so we actually, it's a, it's a double-blind review system. So you don't actually see the review of the other person until you lead your review. Um, so we make sure that it's as, as, as truthful as possible. And we also have public and private reviews. So you can leave a public review, but you can also leave a private review for both the Turo host as well as Turo the company. And so, you know, we'll look into to situations where people leave us private, private feedback. So we, we rely really, really heavily on that reputation system. And, you know, just to get back to your point about kind of, um, you know, the, the potential damage and the fact that, you know, when you're renting a car, maybe you're not treating it as well. Kind of the remarkable thing about this peer-to-peer platform is, um, we found that our claims rates are extremely low. 
actually much lower than the industry standard. And part of the reason for that is, you know, if I'm meeting to pick up Mark Tesla and I'm looking him in the eye, he's giving yep. me the keys, and, and I know that I'm going to return the car to his driveway, look him in the eye and give him the keys, I'm not going to treat it like a, like a normal rental car. I'm going to treat it like Mark's car. Um, and so that, that human kind of peer-to-peer connection actually, um, you know, makes me believe people are fundamentally good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a remarkable thing. You know, Andrew, you, you just totally beat me to the punch. I was going to say, I was going to bring up the analogy of the anonymity of the Internet. People are always brave saying things in, on the Internet, but when you're face-to-face with another human and within arm's reach, you're not so brave to say bad things. You kind of act in a in a different way. And it's very true when you look someone in the eye, when you're just renting a car from one of the big three or however many there are now, and someone, you know, employee, generic employees giving you the keys to the car, you're like, oh, this is a so-and-so car from that company. It doesn't have a face to it. But like you said, when you look someone in the eye, you're taking the keys to their vehicles there's some there's now a built-in connection on some level a built-in responsibility level when you that you don't have when you don't have that human experience i think you're absolutely right yeah yeah totally and, and you know we have hard data to back this up you know in in 2012 uh 2010 2012 we actually used to install devices in every car and the devices allowed people to basically lock and unlock the car without having to meet the owner of the car and okay. starting in 2012, we said, okay, no more devices. People are just going to meet face-to-face. And it's very clear. You know, when we started instituting the face-to-face key exchanges, the claims rate just, just completely completely dropped. Uh, and so it's, it's pretty remarkable to see the hard data. You know, when you, when you look at somebody in the eye and you, and you really have to, as, as you say, um, you can't hide in the shadow of, of anonymity. Um, right. You know, people, people are held a lot more accountable. So it's, it's cool to see. And, you know, I know we don't have a lot of time. Before we let you go, I want to encourage people to also go to Turo.com. That's T-U-R-O.com. Because when you really see how this works, when you look at the page, just even even on the landing page, everything is so simple and intuitive. When you're looking at a car, let's say like Mark sent me this link. He's When he's coming to visit me in Los Angeles, he sent me the Tesla Model X that he was interested in. And by the way, it is beautiful, Mark. I think you should definitely take this car from someone. No, no, and rent I'm borrowing it. So, your car. No, no, you're going to get that, this Model X, I promise. <laughs> so it shows you immediately in big, bold print how much the price prices per the day tells you about the car tells you how many trips it's been on a five you know this five star rating system it also gives you this drop down menu when you want to start your trip when you want to end your trip it tells you when the car is or is not available it even gives you how many miles you're entitled to for the day week and month so it's very clean and again having a clean user interface is so big a part of the experience and letting people know wow cuz you know people get intimidated very easily andrew i'm sure they think oh technology again but you guys made it very very easy and thankfully, I'm not going to have to give one of my cars to Mark. He will now take a car from Turo. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's amazing. Great to hear it. And I, I, I can also definitely see where Airbnb ripped you guys off. I mean, so many of the design cues here. I mean, you really got a case on your on your shoulders here. <laughs> I won't. I won't get into that territory yet. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Mock, CMO of Turo, again uh, available. I mean, so many places. Like if I go to the list of airports alone. Um, we're looking at what, like uh, 20, 30, 40. How many locations total now in, in North America? Uh, 5,000 cities, 300 airports. Wow, that's phenomenal. Wow. Andrew, please come back on again in a couple months and give us an update as to where things are, and, and I'll tell you how my experience was when I go to L.A. this May. Yes, would love to. Thanks so much for having me. There's more Your Tech Report after this. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness 
physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.